Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Welcome back, Joe. I hope your wedding was fun. Uh, and we're glad to have you back here. Yeah. Um, and we got a well, wild breeze. week. Never do that again. Never do that again. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't as fun as we expected. Location, 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 Fasano. location, location. Remember that, kids. All right, yeah. let's get into it. Only we- weddings in Florida from now on for me. So you're never leaving the state, essentially. Joe, you know, saying. in a few months, I'm getting married, but it's in Jamaica. I okay. think uh, I think that's the climate you're looking for, right, Joe? Caribbean, man. If I got to wear, I, I still, I like the 14 layers of clothes. I'm still not over it. <laughs> like, I just, I, I can't. Like, I'm never going to do that. And I remembered how much I hated it and never do that again. There you go. So... Key kids, location, location, location. Let's Damn get straight. into let's get into week fourteen of the NFL, a wild week. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs ending the New England Patriots twenty one straight game home winning streak with twenty three to sixteen victory over Tom Brady and the Patriots. Patrick Mahomes finishes with two hundred and eighty three yards, one touchdown, one interception. Tyreek Hill caught Six catches for 62 yards. Mikal Hardman had a touchdown, his only catch for 48 yards into the end zone. And Travis Kelsey, what a day for the tight end. Seven catches, 66 yards. He also rushed for a touchdown as well. For the Patriots, man, this offense is so vulnerable. Tom Brady, only 169 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He has 20 yards on the ground, though. Good for him. James White, 35 yards in the air. He had one pass. He's one for one completions on the day, but he had 33 yards on six carries. And that's the thing. Wait a second, Sano. That is a huge piece of this, mm-hmm. okay? James White passing. Yep. Flea flickers. Yep. So many trick that's, plays. That, those are big chunks of what they need to rely on right mm-hmm. now, and I think that says a lot about the status of the offense. 100%. Also, they're getting a lot of DPIs and, and calls their way. That's the only way they're moving the ball down the yep. field. And it's this yep. is the, this that is the first, first drive. Their only touchdown for the first three quarters was on the strength of two big DPIs mm-hmm. and a flea flicker. Yep. 100%. This is the first time in 20 years we're seeing vulnerability in this offense. It's pretty wild. You know, I know we say it every year, and I know Brady then puts it in our eye, but I'm telling you, this Pats team, I do not think can beat the Ravens and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, and that's what will be in front of them. Unbelievable. Let's switch gears here to the NFC, where we saw a battle of two powerhouses, basically battling for the number one seed, and what a game. San Francisco outlasts the Saints 48-46 to in the Dome, thanks to a Robbie Gould field goal to end regulation. What a game we saw here. Jimmy Garoppolo, 349 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Raheem Mostert carrying the load, 10 rushes for 69 yards and a score. He had two catches for 40 yards and a score as well. Emmanuel Sanders, though, holy cow. He, he also passed, like James White, only his went into the end zone, 35 yards and a score. And then he caught seven passes for 157 yards and a touchdown. What a day for Sanders. I'm sure he likes being in San Francisco, guys, as opposed to Denver. Um, let's go to New Orleans, though. Drew Brees, 
Unbelievable. Six total touchdowns on the day for the uh, the all-star stud. 349 yards as well. I mean, this guy is the number one ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. Six total touchdowns. He hasn't scored, I think, four touchdowns, five touchdowns in the last three, four weeks. So good for Drew Brees. I sat him on my bench, unfortunately. Uh, Michael Thomas, you can't guard him. He's still doing unbelievable things. 11 catches, 134 yards, and a score. And then the tight end, Jared Cook, caught two touchdown passes before leaving the game. Uh, I believe it was a concussion. Uh, he finished with he got concussed. Yeah, concussed. Yeah, he's in concussion protocol right now. Two catches for 64 yards and two touchdowns. What a day for Jared Cook. Let's switch gears here to a shocker. The Denver Broncos. Drew Locke in his second career start takes down the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson 38 to 24 in Houston. Unbelievable for Drew. 309 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Philip Lindsay carrying the load. 16 rushes for 51 yards and a score. We also had Noah Fant, the tight end, getting involved. 113 yards on four catches and a touchdown. On the other side, Houston, man. Deshaun Watson, 28 of 50 pass attempts. 292 yards, one touchdown, two picks. But he rushed for two touchdowns and 44 yards. We also had DeAndre Hopkins getting involved. He rushed once for 12 yards, but he had seven catches for 120 yards and a score. Shocker of the day, man. Houston uh, trying to keep uh, in this playoff race, but this is not the way you want to do it, losing to a quarterback in his what second. What would the conversation be if Denver actually would have won a couple of those games they lost in the final 60 seconds? Uh, we'd be talking about a totally different conversation Absolutely. right now. Yeah. This is a real team. This, right is not a t- this is not a – you know, Denver and the Jets are five-win teams. You want to compare Denver and the Jets? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Right. It's no, not they're, even they're, close. They're this right team there. should have at least seven wins on the season. Um, and believe it or not, they're not mathematically eliminated somehow. They still actually, uh, you know, they need a uh, an act of God, but they, at least they're still in it. Crazy to think they also lost Emmanuel Sanders during the season, and now they're winning games. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, hey, kudos And to they've had Denver three Broncos. quarterbacks. They played three quarterbacks. The Steelers are doing the same thing, guys. Just had to throw that in there. Anyway, (laughs) we got Monday Night Football. We got a Monday Night Football. New York Giants take on the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Eli Manning return game. Eagles are your eight and a half point favorites. All right, going to send it back to the guys on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash this Monday morning. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Wow, so is your microphone. All right, welcome in here. Make it rain. SportsGrid.com. As we look to to make it rain for you here. And plenty of action, uh, of course, tonight. NBA, college hoops, NHL, and one Monday night football game. Elijah Manning on his way back under center, taking on. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles who find themselves in a spot where, listen, all of it, you just got to keep winning games from now over the next three weeks, right through week 17, and you're pretty much in the playoffs. It's that simple as they've got the big Dallas game coming up in week 16, but they got to get past the Giants divisional matchup. Never a uh, it's never an easy thing, even though it looks like it is on paper, but it's amazing. Again, we're, we're talking about a. A New York Giant team that's lost eight games in a row. They're two weeks. They're two wins on the season. They've currently got the number two seed in the draft if it ended uh, today. And yet somehow or another, Philadelphia uh, losing as a ten and a half point 
favorite last week in Miami, now has to bounce back and take on uh, Eli, who hasn't played since week three. The line did make it to double digits at one point during the week, but it was uh, bought back down to the nine and a half range, uh, which is where kind of it's hanging around here in a lot of the markets. I, um, I, uh, I would I be shocked if Eli came out and uh, and uh, had a halfway decent game and they could cover this? Because I don't know if the Giants can win it. I think the real question is, do you think Philadelphia has what it takes to win by double digits? I don't know. I could not possibly trust Philadelphia enough to want to lay, even if it gets to 10. I, I could not lay double digits with this team. No, I understand that. It's a stay away from me because of some of those kind of wild cards in there. But I do believe Philly will win this game at home. The Giants coming in. I know, you know, I mean, they see Dallas unraveling. They know it's still right in front of them. And, 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 the biggest thing for me, yeah, the Eli Manning story is nice. He gets his little curtain call. The Eagles, whatever. To me, the Giants' defense sucks, okay? And Philly mm-hmm. will be able to score tonight at home. That's what I come down to. The Giants' defense sucks. Giants are a road dog. Very profitable. Divisional, too, huh? Eli Manning Divisional, too. money on Eli. Come on, Elijah. One more, baby. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Before we got to uh, yesterday's Week 14 NFL card, we did have a uh, whole lot at stake on Saturday in college football. And we, uh, after it was all said and done, the smoke cleared. We got ourselves the four best teams in the country getting ready to do battle to try and crown a national uh, champion as uh, number one LSU, number two Ohio State, number three Clemson, number four Oklahoma are going Well, they're going to do battle, and then eventually one team will be left standing. And who might that team be? And it depends on who you ask, because uh, interesting enough, you've got uh, LSU overtook Ohio State as the one seed. So that means LSU is going to be taking on a uh, OU team that I think we can finally say is definitely better than Baylor uh, because they have uh, now beat them twice when it mattered uh, the most. And uh, they should be the number four team, I think, offensively. They're going to be able to put up some points, more than certainly what Georgia was able to do against LSU. And, of course, Ohio State had to have a monster comeback uh, in that game, 27 unanswered in the second half. But I will say this about Ohio State. It is the first time all year anybody punched them in the mouth. And the fact that they answered in the second half with a 27 to nothing run over a Badgers team that, Quite honestly, guys, went into the half 21-7. They were doing everything right. They were really taking it to them. But I think that might be 
I mean, the hell with the number one seed. You got to take on Clemson, who, you know, dismantled Virginia. No kidding. Uh, but you've got to beat Clemson. It's been the one nemesis of Ohio State over the years. They have not been able to beat Clemson for whatever reason. Last time they met, they got shut out 31 to nothing. Prior to that, they ended up losing. Urban Meyer wasn't the answer. It's Clemson's kind of owned them. So you've got to get past them. And this, in many aspects, I think, might be the best matchup of the playoffs. Uh, I really do. Oh, yeah. You look at the total here in the – look at the LSU-Oklahoma total. It's 76. 75 like, and what? a half, I see. 76 okay. in, a, in a playoff game. Like, come on, man. One of those two teams has got to play some defense, but maybe not. But I do think OSU, do they? <laughs> uh, especially being an underdog in this matchup, which is also very interesting, is the number two seed. And I do think they should be the underdog. I do think Clemson um, is just – the argument can be made for Clemson. Yes, I know they haven't played anybody. But what they have done over the last, you know, eight, nine weeks of the season, how ever since almost losing to North Carolina, and that's when they got punched in the face, their response has been, we are going to destroy – it's like, that's it, man. Fire and brimstone, people. We are scorched earth here. And that's exactly what they've done. I don't care who you're playing. You got a bunch of 18, 19, and 20-year-olds, and Dabo Sweeney has created – they're a machine. Like, they're a killing machine. And, yeah, I they do deserve to be favorited in this game, even though they're the three seed. I think this is going to be an all-out war. I, this is the game – I don't even care what happens in a championship. To me, I think this is the game of the year. Yeah, I hear you. You're going to have two undefeated teams going at it, and this will be the only time that that happens until the actual championship, assuming LSU gets past the Sooners. Um, you know, in, in first in what we saw last weekend, I'll tell you what, Joe, that fake punt that Ohio State ran in the second quarter Balls. completely changed Balls. momentum, in my opinion. Yep. What? Yep. <laughs> Total balls to call that. At that point, it was there, right. Man, they, they were like on their own twenty-yard line, yep. right? It was, <laughs> and to me, that changed momentum big time. Wisconsin was doing whatever they damn mm -hmm. well pleased until then, Joe. Yep. So that was huge, in my opinion. And you talk about Oklahoma, like being obviously better than Baylor. Ultimately, they beat their third-string quarterback in overtime, though, Joe. I mean, like, Baylor hung the entire time. I do think it's better that Oklahoma is there. We didn't get the full-on chaos we wanted because the Ducks ruined the party on Friday night. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. And, honestly, I agree with you, Joe. Clemson should be the favorite, um, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They're two-point favorites. 63 is the total. 75.5 is what I'm seeing in the other game. You say 76. That one is going to be, can anybody get a stop? And I, I don't think they will. <laughs> the one thing I do like about this now, the fact that we're not playing a full-on playoff, is because this game, these games happen on the 28th, and that's going to give Justin Fields a little bit of time because that knee is not 100%. Yeah, and it's... You know, experience does matter in these games, guys. And LSU is the new kid on the block. Uh, it's either been Alabama, Georgia, since the playoff hat was created out of the SAC, uh, the SEC. So, meanwhile, Oklahoma, it just seems like to be a staple when it comes to the top four teams in the country during these uh, during the playoff years. So, right. there are there is certainly experience, and and look no further than who's under center for OU, guys. This is a national champion winning quarterback who. Uh, crazy enough. I mean, to think about it, man, been in this spot in this type of game 
to be able to leave your program, the place that, you know, you had such success and then come to OU and right. do it again. And then have to Jalen go see Hurts LSU in the fourth quarter. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, having to, you know, having a guy that has been there and done that with his resume in the fourth quarter, I don't know. You know, that to me is the X factor. Um, Joe Burrow, it's been great, man. I mean, there's no doubting he's going to win the Heisman. But, man, on the biggest stage, biggest moment, you got a guy that's been there and done this, man. And he's now the he's now your quarterback for OU. And while Baker was great, Baker couldn't get the job done when it mattered the most. You also can't do it in Cleveland. But Jalen Hurts has. And I think that come the final two minutes of the game, you need a drive to win. Do you want anybody else besides him? Yeah, well, hasn't Trevor Lawrence done it also? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know what yeah, I mean? National like, winning trophy. So, absolutely. But I want yeah, anyone else. Yeah, Trevor maybe I Lawrence want Trevor Lawrence and Etienne. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence is playing a team that also has been there and done that filled with a bunch of guys. Okay. So when you're taking on an LSU sure. team where this is your first, yeah, you're gonna say this is your first shot at the block, apple. Sure. Ed Ogeron, first, you know, yeah. first shot at the apple here. So yeah. it's um the experience factor with Lincoln Riley and what they LSU. got going. Couldn't you have said that like against Alabama? Alabama's been here before and LSU did that. Couldn't you have said that, that Georgia and that squad had been in the SEC championship game a few years? You know, they have that history and boom, they did that. So you're right. Playoffs are a different animal, totally different animal. And three weeks from now, when these teams have to prep and get ready and go to the holidays and what coaches leave in, what assistants are going it's a it's a game changer trying to keep your teams motivated over the next three weeks after you've just played, what, 15, 16 weeks? You've played all of these games now since the opening of, uh, you know, being able to have practices and go through. You've been playing football every damn week. Now you got to take three weeks off until you can play for it. That's not easy to do. That's where the experience comes in, not because you're playing it's Alabama. Of course you're playing. You play them every damn year in the same time. It's one thing to be playing week after week. It's another thing to take three weeks off and then have to go in on the biggest stage. That's where the experience comes into play. We shall see. You know, I mean, if they can't get up for the damn playoff, you know, then then what what is it? If they can't get up for the SEC championship game, you know, I mean, I hear you. It is a different animal that they have to, you know, be on campus and read all their press clippings and, and hear how great they are and then, you know, go back to an install. I understand that. But it's not like LSU has not been passing tests all season long. Um, so, yes, this is a something of a different animal but i think being in the sec and that gauntlet prepares joe burrow and ed orgeron pretty well well the problem is you're giving me 12 points and you're telling me the total is going to be 76 that tells me this ain't going to be a blowout this is going to be vegas is expecting this to actually be probably final possession of the game and yeah, then we're going to see exactly. It didn't work out all that well for all that experience Urban Meyer had against Clemson a couple of years ago. They got boat raced uh, and shut out. So congratulations. The one team that Urban and the one coach that has owned Urban being Dabo Sweeney. But Ed Odron, coach of the year. We'll see. Heisman winner. They're saying 44-31. Double digits? 
double digits? That's what they're saying. 44-31. That's what they think this is going to be. That's asking a lot. But LSU has won in the they have a lot. New Orleans Bowl before there. Yeah, they have. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. are following us here on uh, on YouTube because you can never, and I mean never, miss constant, whether it be sports investing advice or fantasy advice. You can always get it simply by following us at the Sports Grid Network. Also, on Instagram, at Sports Grid TV. And if you'd like to be the next daily fantasy millionaire, well, you can certainly do it in the, in the NBA and dunk on your NBA DFS competition. You can do it with DailyRoto.com. Just dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings. You can compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer. It is the most accurate projections available in the NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% now on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk is where you need to go. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk. And keep in mind that DailyRoto.com is certainly where the millionaires are made. And uh, speaking so, so of he did it again? Uh, millionaires. He did it again? Who's that? Drew did it again? I believe. Drew. I believe Last so. week. Yeah, I know. He hit yeah. it again. It's, it's 100K. getting. 100K. 100K. It's ridiculous. Getting ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, yeah, it's Joe. Let me ask you something, actually. Joe. Yeah, not even. Let me ask you. In all honesty, Joe, we've been doing this show together for almost a year, right? I think it was like mid-January we started doing this, and you were an incredible addition to the Sports Grid Network, Joe. And I remember the very first time I came on your show once, before we started doing shows together, you know, just to kind of get in a flow. And I remember you asking me about DFS. Because you were like, you know, you were a sports investor. And I was like, yeah, DFS. I was like, in essence, it's a nine-prop bet parlay, you know. And I got I, I to gotta assume you were somewhat new to the daily fantasy world, right? And I think a lot of times the sports bettors are like, yeah, 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 DFS, whatever, whatever. But, Joe, Drew Dinkmeyer and these guys at Daily Roto, they do it all the damn time, Joe. Like, you've seen it now in, like, the year you've been here. They're cashing for six figures left and right. It's real, Joe. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, No, it's definitely real, but it starts with having the right data and the right information, and that's uh, what DailyRoto.com provides, and people don't get that. It's, you know, takes a little bit like anything else, a little bit of luck, a whole lot of hard work, but having the right tools will definitely be able to – put you guys in a position to be able to profit just like Drew and the whole crew there at DailyRoto.com. But you got to make 
the move, guys. You got to actually make the effort to get it yeah. done. So do the, do yourself that favor. I don't care if it's NBA, uh, NHL, doesn't make a difference. Uh, Major League Baseball, when it comes around, simply head over to DailyRoto.com. Get yourself signed up. Pretty easy stuff there. Uh, and and get ready too. I don't know that there's going to be. I, I want to say that I thought. Justin Herbert did a really good job of on Friday creating more value for himself in the uh, in the market there coming mm. to draft. But I, unless unless Joe Burrow somehow I, you know robs a bank over this uh, stretch or or does something ridiculous, right. I don't know. There'll be some how tweets that Cincinnati, came out when he was thirteen years old. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how Cincinnati or Miami is not going to do battle over Joe Burrow right now. Although I got to tell you, Justin. I give Herbert all the credit in the world. I think he's got yet another opportunity to create maybe a couple of extra digits uh, next to that signing bonus for himself here as he takes on Wisconsin in the uh, in the Rose Bowl. Uh, I think he's got a big opportunity against that defense, too, to show off uh, in, on the national stage what he's capable of. I do think it's those two guys, and I think whoever lands Burrow is going to get Herbert next unless something crazy happens. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that those two guys are probably going to be the top two quarterbacks off the board. And I think to his injury, I think to his interview talking about his injury and how unsure he yes. was even about uh, recovering yes. and everything else. I think he I think he's dropped down the board, not saying that he won't get drafted. But I think if you're Miami or Cincinnati, let's assume they're going to be in the top five. And I don't know how you don't go one or the other with those two guys. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Burrow and Herbert will be there. And you know what? This sets up. I think it sets up amazingly for the New York football giants, Joe. Right. Because if they're yeah. then mm -hmm. sitting even at like three and if they know Cincy and Miami, like they're taking the quarterbacks, that means Chase Young right. falls into the Giants lap, Joe. And how amazing mm -hmm. is that? They might get the opportunity to move on from a coach. You know, a lot of people in New York here are talking about Ron Rivera as a potential upgrade because he has experience with Gettleman. If you remember that they've worked together and like and they could get and they could get Chase Young, you know, and then mm -hmm. think about it. Joe, if in three years they yep. addressed it with a generational back Saquon Barkley, they get who everyone thinks could be just like the Boza boys as a pass rusher. And then you also get Daniel Jones, and he's shown that, you know, he may be your next franchise quarterback. I think that's amazing. But when you talk about the Bulls, I think, Joe, the Citrus Bowl won out, didn't they? Michigan, Alabama, you talk about there'll be no shortage mm. of, of tickets sold for that one, right? Both those fan bases, I think, travel just fine and are cool with being in Florida on January 1st. And you couldn't have two more disinterested group of uh, players on uh, on either team right. being uh, being Andy not Capernaum in the national the championship spotlight. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's. It's going to be – there's a bunch of those types of bowl games where you've got to be scratching your head and going, yeah, like these kids are like, yeah, we're good, man. Will we're done care? playing football this year. But, yeah, well, they care. And that's uh, a big question come bowl season always. Uh, you know, you've got – listen, congratulations, Lane Kiffin. You know, he's heading to Ole Miss there. He's going back to the SEC. But, yeah, what about all of these kids at FAU that, you know, you won the Conference USA Championship and you're going into an opportunity to take on the SMU Mustangs, no less, who have been 
really, really good this year, an actually really good game in your own building. And, oh, yeah, your coach is gone. Your interim coach in all likelihood is leaving the defensive coordinator because he's going to be the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss. And you, you leave a bunch of these kids out to dry like, you know, the whole team is filled with a bunch of recruits yeah. that uh, that Lane Kiffin promised the world. Now he's gone. And it's not just there. You got it happening at App State. You got a whole bunch of this because they have to make the move sooner rather than later. Motivation's a big, big part here. Like, if you're Utah, are you happy playing in the Alamo Bowl right now? I, I, you just spent right. 14 weeks right. in you the national championship right. picture. Now you're playing on December 23rd. You're you're taking on Tom Herman and a seven-win Texans. Yeah, Texas, like, seriously, guys? Uh, yeah. On New yeah, Year's yeah. Eve, right. on New Year's Eve at 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. and that's yeah, gonna be—is that not gonna be our leading thing to ha- to cap all these over the next few weeks, Joe? We're gonna have a random bowl game, you know, the pomegranate bowl, <laughs> right? The the bodega down mm. the block pomegranate bowl, and the first question yep. I'm gonna ask you every time, and if we have Joe Lisi or anybody, it's gonna be like. What are we playing for? Who cares? Who has the program on the upswing? What coaches are leaving? Who, you know, had a big blow to their ego now all of a sudden? Who had it in front of them and now doesn't, right? We talk about motivation with these 19-year-old kids. Who's in it for just the swag bags and the free trip? And who's building a program for next year? That's what we're going to have to really look at over the next couple of weeks for some of these bowls. A lot of uncertainty for a lot of these teams. But then again, you know, you've got some teams that are just having a bowl game is it's everything to some of these schools here. Right. It's, and they don't care what it's bowl game it is. Just being able to play an extra all football game is uh, is going to be money. Um, but then again, you're going to have a, a bunch of these bowl games where there's going to be one very disinterested team playing a team that, uh, like, for instance, the University of Miami, going to play Louisiana Lafayette. You think Miami uh, really right. wants to uh, to play in the I don't give a yeah. crap bowl and take on Louisiana right. Lafayette? Now, Louisiana Lafayette would How love to stick Louisiana it to the University Lafayette of Miami. Kids? Yeah. Got turned you know, like, down uh, by Miami and others. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. That yes. is going to yes. be happening yes. a lot. So... Big time. There's there's definitely some value uh, across the board in some of these games. And I would start looking at the Boca Raton Bowl as my first spot because there's no way those kids at FAU are going to be ecstatic to take on an SMU team. And, uh, oh, yeah, Lane Kiffin's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Old Miss to be the head coach. Yeah. So I think it sucks the way they do it, college football, that because of the signing period they these coaches have to, when you make the change, they have to hurry up and do it. But these guys should be coached. Right. If you coached it through, you know, 12, 13 weeks, you should be coaching this damn team through a bowl game too. I think that's total crap, but uh, it's the way of the world. And it also does give us the opportunity to have, you know, a little bit of an edge here with some of these teams and some yeah. of these uh, programs. Uh, tonight I'm dying here, Dan. I mean, I'm looking for an edge here in this Monday night, football clash and the more I keep looking at the Philadelphia Eagles the more I just I want to pull my hair out because I I, this team should be better than what they are and your ass it's so hard for me to go you know what Philadelphia I I trust what you're doing I I don't trust Carson Wentz I do think they're a little healthier I think they got out they they, some of their weapons are slowly but surely coming back up 
Yeah, so if you give me a coin flip and say, who do you trust to win this thing come week 16? Because I think that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. Whoever wins week 16 between him and Dallas. But they can't afford to lose this game tonight. But then again, that's exactly the kinds of games they've been losing all year. Exactly tonight. And we've seen stranger things. They get that. The uh, the football gods and the mojo. You got Eli coming back for They've already, I think, they ruled out Daniel Jones. Right. I mean, he's already ruled that. They said two to four weeks. He's basically done. So they're not bringing him back. Uh, Saquon is going tonight. I believe Ingram isn't. So he's got at least some weapons. But to your point, (laughs) you need Saquon to have a game tonight. right? And and listen, can he? Yeah. Uh, Is he disappointed? Absolutely. And I think Eli is going to need Saquon to keep this game close. He's going to need Saquon Barkley to show up big tonight, man. Yeah, I got a prop bet. I got some prop bet angles. Let's see if uh, I'll bounce them off you, see if it works out for you, Just on the other side of the break. Perfect. We'll go over our best bets. We'll do that coming up. We look to make it rain here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Monday night football, Philadelphia, the Eagles at home, taking on the Giants here tonight, closing out week 14, a uh, week in which, well, some interesting, uh, some interesting numbers uh, came over the way here in week 14 in the NFL, and it's culminated last night with the Rams taking down the Seahawks there, 28 to 12. The Rams did cover as a one-point favorite, but it didn't start out that way. They were two-and-a-half-point dogs when that line opened up, and the money came rolling in, though. The Rams' right side there, the numbers stayed under uh, 48, which, again, is another very interesting number from the standpoint of Thursday night, Sunday night, and tonight, Monday night. We've been telling you about those uh, those primetime unders now, it hit again in that game uh, there last night, the Sunday night game. And now, uh, when you look at it, it it's 60% on the year. Uh, we're talking about a 60, actually 62. I don't even want to short it. 26 and 16, 62% unders on these primetime games. What are you showing the under tonight in this game? What's the total in this uh, in this matchup here, Dane? Because it's is it still nine and a half? The spread is eight and a half. The total is 44 and a half. 40. Yeah, I got Eagles minus eight and a half and 44 and a half as the total of our friends at FanDuel. So you have two teams that are coming off of ridiculous losses, right? I mean, the, the Giants lost 31 to 13 at home last week against Green Bay. And you had whatever the hell that was in Miami where they got shredded by Ten and a half point favorites on the road in Miami and, and Fitzpatrick yeah. embarrasses you. Uh, the point differential is interesting, too. And this tells you the story with Philadelphia this year. They're giving up 
23 and a half points on defense a game, but they're only scoring 22. Like, you know, that's going to be a problem, Philadelphia. And I do think Eli's finally in this spot here. Divisional road dogs also this year, 21 and 14, 60%. You've got road dogs coming off a loss this year, 39 and 23, 63%. Both of these teams are identical when it comes to being against the number this year. Both teams are four and eight against the number. So when you go at it and you say, you know, I'm checking the boxes here and I'm looking at this spread. And I think that's why when it hit 10, you're starting to see an awful lot of buyback on the Giants, which is pushing this down to eight and a half now. A lot of these boxes are checking towards the New York Giants. I don't know if it's as much belief in the Giants as it is disbelief. And you just can't trust and back what Philadelphia should Philadelphia even be more than one score favorite over anybody at this particular point. Right. At this point, you know, and we look at the key numbers. Right. And so when you're thinking about it generally, you're like, is this a touchdown game or is this a two score game? You know, and uh I, I think I think it could be a two-score game, Joe. I think that the Eagles uh, will be able to move the ball against this Giants defense. Don't get me wrong. I know, and I've said it for a while, without Jordan Howard, they don't have the balance that the Eagles do not want Carson Wentz being a volume thrower. But we did see Miles Sanders take up some of that slack um, in the previous couple of weeks. I think he's a good back, not the exact same style of back as Jordan Howard. But I still... Like what it comes down to for me, Joe, is I don't see the Giants on the road being able to effectively stop this Philadelphia offense. Okay, and I do think Eli Manning in his return is still liable to throw some interceptions. Okay, that's part of why I believe I will still, I think, lay the points. And I think Philly can win by double digits. I think they're going to bring it tonight at home. They know they have to. It's in front of them. But mostly, I think they get a much easier matchup in the Giants defense than what they have seen before. I think Philly can score tonight. Uh, Daniel Jones. 11 games, 21 turnovers. So the reason I say that is because the idea that somehow there is a major drop-off between Eli and what Daniel Jones brought to the table is uh, is ridiculous. Not to mention the Giants, guys. They're 9-2 and two against the number in their last 11 as a road dog. And if you don't think those guys, especially on the offense and defensive side of the ball, are not going to want to do this for the face of the franchise for as long as he has sure. been there, a guy that is really well-liked in that locker room and that organization and that town, um, this is their Super Bowl. This is as close as it's going to come. And the ability to be able to do it on the road against a – Uh, A team like Philadelphia, who's been a divisional foe, uh, to me, it's not about the Eagles being it. It's the Eagles being the Eagles problem. And, you know, they the idea that they somehow or another, they need to win. Well, they've been desperate and needing to win for the last eight weeks and they haven't been able to do it. They needed to win here in Miami and they couldn't do it. Uh, even coming off of the loss for, against Buffalo and Dallas. So the idea that, that, oh, Philadelphia needs to, well, of course they do. They've needed it for the, the entire season. They've needed to win and couldn't do it. Uh, the the numbers are stacked to me here. I think it might get pushed up a little bit more closer to game time. I think you might be able to get, there are some okay. nines still around um, in the market there. It won't I, get to 10, though. It I won't think get the to Eagles 10, throw up all over themselves. Yeah, and it could. And I do. I like the Giants in in a teaser situation, too, as well. I think Eli and the Giants 
motivation. Uh, I, I think you're going to see maximum effort here tonight. And I do think outside of Ingram, I, I think everybody else is finally healthy. Is he not going to have an entire roster? I think the offensive line, I think everybody for the that first time is actually going to be yeah. available. Yeah, yeah that like, is so true. we that finally is... get to see. But you... I, Yeah. I, I mean, my thing, though, is, Joe, you're I, saying, like, motivation. You know, you're saying the Eagles had to win, right, the whole time. So you don't believe that they're, oh, they want to win. Yet you're talking about, like, maximum effort from the Giants to get Eli riding off on the white horse. Like, well, I don't know that I believe that all of a sudden it. they're going to The gonna Eagles be... are playing for something, though. The Eagles have been playing yeah. for to beat the Cowboys all year, and they haven't been able to do it. The Giants yeah. have been playing for draft picks and for a rookie quarterback. Now, like, and given the scenario, Eli's got a 20-year face of the franchise here. You don't think they're going to want to get there? They don't have a lot of games left. They're fully healthy. So, yeah, yeah, I do believe the motivation for the Giants is a little bit different because they're playing for a guy as opposed to Philadelphia has been playing for their team the entire year and hasn't been able to take advantage of it. So motivation is not enough for the Philadelphia Eagles because they've been motivated for the last eight weeks and can't get it done. The Giants have been, what the hell have they been playing for exactly uh, with eight straight losses? Um, Pride? This is a little more than pride. I think this stacks up. I think Eli, I think Eli, for the way he's conducted right. himself, where he was the perfect teammate here, the entire, even though he got benched and he could have been a monster, even made it even worse than what it was there in New York. And I, I haven't heard a peep from him, which is amazing to me because nice uh, they were deathly afraid to make that move for the last two years because they were worried what would happen with Eli. But right. guys done nothing but many people thought they'd be the Daniel Jones. Teammate. To yeah, be like exactly. safe for Eli's ego, right? So I hear you. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I just think ultimately think it's not like the Eagles don't have a lot of the line, too. also. Sure. All right. Yeah, oh, so here's what I'll do, say, though. And, and it's. We'll see. Here's what I say, okay? Here's what I think is an actual tangible difference, Joe. Tell me if you buy this. I think this is a tangible difference going from Daniel Jones to Eli Manning. Eli Manning will check it down. A lot more than Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. okay? Daniel Jones Mm -hmm. has the turnovers, was going downfield a little bit more. I think Eli Manning, you talk about that 20 years in the league and that veteran presence, one of the things he will do is check it down. So I look to the Saquon Barkley receptions prop. Joe, okay, Saquon Barkley, and I'm seeing 34 and a half receiving yards. I'm seeing three and a half catches. I think I would go Mm. over on those for Saquon Barkley because I think with Eli on the center, we get a little bit more dump downs, a little bit more check downs, a little bit more screens. And I like Saquon in the passing game tonight, Joe. What do you say? I I still think there is there's plenty of opportunity of the Giants going into the second half down and Eli having to throw the ball a little bit more. So uh, we know his number one target is probably going to be, if you know, he's at least, we know, going to dump it off to Saquon, use him a little bit better than what Daniel Jones has done thus far. But this has got backdoor cover written all over it, guys. I mean, this is, even with a lead out in the second half, which is not safe in Philadelphia world, uh, Eli with a full complement of weapons, uh, doing nothing but making guys like Saquon and Tate and Shea, everyone back. It's, uh, you know, they could be down double digits at half. And next thing you know, they win by four. Sure. He'll check yeah. it down he though. Will. I think the garbage time stuff. Yep. That's why I lean to the prop. What bet, they right? say is it Saquon. Zone? 
How many attempts is his uh, prop over there? I, I, 25? Yeah, I'll 20, What up. are they expecting him to right throw now. the ball? Because I'm thinking that I'll if they that. expect him to do anything more than 20, 22, then it's telling yeah. you maybe see that. Saquon's rushing. Uh, I don't see that yet. I got questions, but only for Wentz. They're only having the Wentz props at that kind of level. I, I don't have for, a Wentz. For Who the Eli, hell I, to put up there? I got yards for Eli. I'll say it's 250 and a half yards, okay? 250 and a half for Eli. Meanwhile, Wentz is 238. So lower, right. They think Philly's going to be up. So I think he can get it. That's playing from behind. And by the way, Joe, and I'm on in-game live uh, later on tonight. And one of these things also now, FanDuel is offering in-game player props, live player props. Mm. Okay. And that's one of the ones to check at. Whatever team, the game flow, look to that losing team's quarterback. They don't really adjust that much, Joe, the passing yards prop. And you see, let's say, you know, let's say Philly's 14-3, right? Take the over on the Eli Manning passing prop. He's going to be slinging it all, you know, second half long. And that's kind of how we think it may profile. Joe, I'm in a good old expert fantasy league, okay? And I got a wild card matchup. His arm should be plenty rested tonight to throw it 30 times if he needs to. There shouldn't be an issue there. Put it up. Put it up. We should see Eli needs to chat his inner Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tonight, you know what I mean? Chuck, <laughs> just man. put it up. It. <laughs> yeah, but I need Joe. What do you tell me if you like where I sit? I need 27 points. I'm down by 27 to Jersey Jen of the football mm-hmm. diehards in a league of experts. Okay, I'm down 27. She's done. Mm-hmm. I have Saquon Barkley and Carson Wentz still left to go, and I need 27 points. Wentz throws for two touchdowns. Barkley gets in the end zone. I'm good to go. I need two or three touchdowns, and then Saquon to get you know about a hundred scrimmage yards. I think I'm I think I'm in good shape. What do you think? It's viable. What'd you say the total of this game was? Forty four, forty four and a half. The total, yeah, forty four and a half. Do you think I can get three touchdowns out of Wentz and Barkley today? Two from Wentz, one from Barkley. If I get three At touchdowns, the very least, right? At the very least, you would think that they're going to feed Barkley here for. Uh, so three will be enough to so. cover it. The question is, can you get a? What are the what? What are you going up against? Is there anybody else that you got to worry about on the other side? Done. I need twenty-seven right, so points just, out of Wentz and Barkley. Touchdowns, you know. And if Barkley goes off, if Barkley gets a hundred yards, that's ten right there. You know. Well, let's hope that so I'm thinking I'm stays okay. healthy. Otherwise, you're going to need Wentz to uh, to play lights and out. And I need Wentz to throw. Right. So we'll see. I need Who one of them to have an above average now? game. But in this game? Yeah. Miles Sanders. If you want me to pick someone, I'll mm. take Miles Sanders. At six. Or Dallas Goddard. I think Barkley seven. scores it first. I, I think Barkley first scores touchdown? first. I think he rips. I think he rips off like a 45-yarder, man, to start the game off and goes out. I'll take it, brother man. <laughs> and then Carson Wentz has to throw the ball to play catch up. Yeah. Just start counting the money, Dane. That's it. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. 
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. A 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. When Pittsburgh traded Antonio Brown to Oakland. Yeah, that was their pick. So he's already paying more dividends than Antonio Brown is paying with any team in the league right now. But you got to hand it to Pittsburgh. You know, that was a spot. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh yesterday, that was, to me, more telling of a win than we have seen because that is exactly the kind of game that we have seen Tomlin in the past and this Pittsburgh Steelers team go in a game they should win, a game that on the road that they are favorite, that there's, if you want to be taken seriously as a team with all of the duct tape you have used this year, you got to win that game yesterday on the road against an inferior opponent. And they did. It might not have been pretty, but they did. That defense, that is a defense that will travel. That is a defense. And now Juju Smith-Schuster apparently is healthier. He'll be back. They get. But, man, talk about next man up. Not enough great things can be said about the job that Tomlin is doing because in years past, even with Roethlisberger, they lose that game. They lose that game in Arizona. It's exactly what they've been. They they rise up to the occasion against tougher competition, and they blow up against the lesser competition. But it's not what we've seen. I hear they are sitting at the sixth seed. And does anybody really want to roll in and play pit that defense right now? I I don't think so, man. That defense is no joke. No, I hear that. I agree with you defensively. Offensively, I look at it. Remember, you know, years ago when they were the Killer Bees, you know, Ben, Brown, and Bell? And then, even last year, it was like, oh, but James Conner is a pro bowler. Oh, but Juju can be the wide out one. They don't have Juju. They don't have Connor. When I look at the box score here, Joe, we're talking about Benny Smell, Kevin Wythe, Jalen Samuels, Deontay Johnson getting work. So, you know, I mean, Mike Tomlin deserves to be in the coach of the year conversation. There's plenty of plenty of reasons why this team could have unraveled, right? But they decided, no, let's go for it. Let's go out and trade our first-round pick and acquire Minka Fitzpatrick, okay? And it's worked out for them as that defense is sort of evolving. You're right, between Fitzpatrick and guys like Watt and Dupree coming on. Um, I will say that I do not think they are at the level of these other teams, okay? Like, for example, they're going in on Sunday Night Football and playing Buffalo next week. I lean already towards Buffalo. I think it's a nice story. I think they're doing well. They're putting it to, they're, they're holding it together with spit and glue. Um, but I do not think they would they would hold up against, you know, some of the big boys. I just don't. Um, but it's a nice story. I got love for Duck Hodges, okay? But, you know, it's one thing. 